Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Entertainment Rebooted. We're gonna talk some Taylor Swift, talk about her new music video, as well as the Grammys. Let's get right into it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Entertainment Rebooted. My name is Matt Kramuka, and for the first time ever, I'm joined by someone making her Entertainment Rebooted debut. My name is Marley Wigman. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and today we are going to be talking about the Lavender Haze music video. Now, Isabel approached me with this and she said, Matt, you're my group Swifty. Can you do this? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can. It'd kind of just be a little weird if it was me by myself. And then she's like, but wait, we have a new Swifty that is just joining, and that is Marley. Yes, I am a huge Swifty. Um, I've recently become more of a Swifty. I've always been a fan, but in the last like year or two, become much more of a Swifty. I think COVID really made us all fall down that rabbit hole. Yes, for yes. sure. Now I have to ask you, did you get Eras tour tickets? I did. So did I. Yes. Which show? Um, Cincinnati. Okay, I got Pittsburgh. So yeah. look at us being I know. better than everybody else. We I are know. better than 92% of Americans. Yeah, it look was at that. It was a journey I for sure. I waited seven and a half hours in the queue. I waited five. Must be nice. Yeah. But anyway, guys, back to what we're here to talk about. The Lavender Hayes music video. And uh, we're gonna give, uh, for how this is gonna go, we're gonna give our initial thoughts on the video and we're gonna talk about the plethora of Easter eggs and our theories about, I think, you know what, Speak Now, Taylor's version, and it's a matter of when, not if it's going to drop. So let's get right into it. Marley, I'll throw it right over to you. Your initial thoughts on the music video. I loved it. When I watched it, when it dropped, I was like, my jaw was on the floor the whole time. I think it's probably my favorite music video of the Midnight's era so far. I just thought it was really, really good and really like aesthetically beautiful. Oh, I, I agree. I, I think it gave a very retro vibe yes. off the, like right off the gate too. But like the weird thing was that was the first music video for Midnight's they recorded. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we start the music video off, right? Clock strikes midnight. Reference to Midnight's. And the first thing I see, it's a reference to Mastermind. And right off the rip, I think of the lyrics, what if I told you none of it was accidental? And that right there made me think, okay, she knows every Easter egg in there. Her fan base is going to pick apart a nitpick. And that just got me sleuthing. I don't know about you. I'll yeah, another thing about the Mastermind vinyl, it had the star signs for both her and Joe. Yeah, which, I, I didn't even realize that. So yeah. we were uh, talking, just sending each other our outlines before that. I didn't know that was their star signs. Yeah, so that was. I saw that on Twitter and I yes. thought that was really cute. The ultimate sleuths on that yes. bird app. Uh, but yes, uh, and then we go right into it. Uh, we have her love interest uh, in the show. I did not know until, again, that you texted me that, that uh, her love interest in the music video uh, is a trans man. Yeah. I did not realize that. No, and I, I, I didn't think to look at I didn't think to look up who was in the video, but mm -hmm. that was another thing you opened my eyes to. So shout out to Taylor for, uh, you know, the inclusivity of that. Oh yeah, that was another nice touch to the uh, music video. Yeah, that was really awesome. I loved the, um, her including a trans man. It's not something you see trans people represented so much. Right, right. It was really awesome that she did that. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, right after that, I think, let's get right into the Easter eggs of it because I think that's where the meat and potatoes of this- Of course. Of, of this is going to lie. Uh, so, you know, I'll throw it to you right away. What was, uh, you know, your, the first Easter egg you saw or, you know, your number one thing you wanted to talk about right off the rip? The first couple Easter eggs I saw were all the hints to, like, other Midnight's tracks. Oh, yes. Because there was the, like, incense on the shelf um, hinting to Maroon. Yep. And, like, when it was the weatherman, that was the her love interest, which is about the but, karma lyric. Okay, yeah, but the, all right, but the weatherman, did you see that, uh, 
speaking of that one specifically, it was 13 degrees on two places. Yep. Taylor Swift's hometown of Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and Taylor Lautner's home state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And Taylor, you know, it had rain clouds there, which, I mean, that's impossible with weather. But at the same time, you know, uh, Taylor Lautner was the inspiration for Back to December. Of course. And it's another Speak Now reference. I know. There's so many of them. So many of them. Uh, but you know, I just thought that was, you know, the rabbit hole dug even deeper for me there. So Yeah, as soon as I saw the 213s, I was like, I have to figure out. It's like, oh, what does this mean? Yes, you exactly. Go, you go right to the bird app and you mm-hmm. type that in. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, another one I noticed, just okay, the color lavender. I know it's called lavender haze, but I mean, uh, you know, the original Speak Now, the non-deluxe version, the album cover, she's in a lavender dress. Yeah. It's, it's all kind of just signs. Exactly. We are getting Speak Now, Taylor's version. Yes. But, you know, uh, and the final Easter egg, probably the most important one that's going to lead into our next talking point of uh, Speak Now, which we've alluded to heavily. It's got to be the constant representation of koi fish. Yes. And you know, can you explain the significance of koi fish yeah, to the so Taylor fandom? During the Speak Now era on tour, she had a guitar with koi fish on it. And now in every single Midnight's music video, there has been koi fish. Oh, yes. And, you know... She's playing coy with when she's going to really speak now because, you know, Taylor, you know, Taylor's fandom, they knew right away she was going to re-record that. That that was next because, you know, the way the rights of her music with Scooter Braun ended, that would be the next one up mm-hmm. chronologically. Uh, so we know she has it. But do we have any theories on when we're going to get it? Not if. I've seen a lot of people saying March 3rd. Okay. Why March? Okay. Why March? 3rd? Yeah. There's a couple reasons. I can't remember all of them because you know they can get really deep with Taylor. Yes. But like a lot of threes. It's her third album. Thirteen's her number. Yeah. Okay. Three, three, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then something in the Bejeweled music video with like the Exile ends. Something to do with that. Oh. Okay. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yes. Yeah. So I have two personal theories of when this is going to come out. Uh, I think. She's either going to drop it immediately when Antihero is out of the top 10 on the charts. Yeah. Because it would not make sense to compete with yourself on that. Because we know as soon as she drops that album, it is going to break all sorts of records. And why compete with your album that's already breaking all sorts of records? Uh, But I looked on the calendar and I saw March 8th. And March 8th is two things. It is the Hindu holiday called uh i have the enunciation right here howley and howley is the hindu celebration where good triumphs evil and starting march 9th is john mayer's acoustic tour one last little out of spite stab at john mayer that's that's my personal theory as to why i think speak now taylor's version is going to drop march 8th at midnight yeah she has to get all those jabs at john mayer oh yes like all of them. the day she released the music video felt yeah. very intentional with oh yes yeah uh, the music video came out january 26th which was the day after john mayer announced his tour so you know why not just completely tie up all your loose ends and drop the album inspired by him the day before his tour and get him trending on twitter for all the wrong reasons it's very taylor like i don't i don't think there is a better way to plan this 
Yeah, that's a good that's a good theory. I haven't heard of that one. I ca I ca I was at work today and I came up with that all by myself. My brain felt so special <laughs> after that. I'm like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. Cause like I'm, I looked up when John Mayer's tour started. Cause I'm like, how can she spite her? And then I scroll and I see March eighth has a little dot on the Apple calendar and like that means holiday. And I click on it and it's this Hindu holiday I don't recognize. And then when I look up the cultural significance of it, I'm like, this literally times up perfectly with John Mayer and good beating evil. So that's just, uh, that, that's my two cents on it. Do you have any other theories on that? I don't, I was really hoping at the Grammys she would say something, but nothing came out we of that. Really didn't get anything last night. No. She gave a performance, you know, I think we were all kind of hoping, but at the same time, I mean, anything she does would upstage the entire event. Oh, yeah. Just for the sanctity of the Grammys, I, I think it was kind of wise to not do anything and make the scene about you. Yeah, I think too many people were expecting it too for her to. Oh, it do was it. it was too obvious. Too, yeah, if, if that's a thing with Taylor, but you know. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. I know you guys are going to stay in that lavender haze a little bit longer, but as soon as you drop out of that haze, make sure you check out all of our other entertainment rebooted podcasts. We have a bunch of great things, anything from esports to entertainment, pop culture. Uh, once again, as your host, my name was Matt Permuka, and I was joined by Marley Wigman, and that concludes our our review of Taylor Swift's Lavender Hayes music video. We will see you soon and hopefully next time I can pronounce my words. Thank you so much, Matt and Marley. It's always great hearing from our resident Taylor Swift experts. You guys actually just mentioned the Grammys, which sadly Taylor Swift did not drop any new information or Easter eggs at, but there was still a lot going on at the 2023 Grammys that happened just last week. So let's talk about it. First, Viola Davis became one of the very few to reach EGOT status after winning a Grammy for Best Audiobook with her memoir, Finding Me. EGOT status means you've won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. So with this, she has reached that status. Another incredible record was set when Beyonce became the top Grammy winner of all time, taking home her 32nd Grammy Award. Now let's talk about some of the biggest categories and who took the award home. Record of the year was very contentious, but it ended up going to Lizzo for about that time. I was a little surprised, but I think it makes sense. It's an upbeat song, it keeps people happy, and I, I can't be mad about that. Next, album of the year, also very contentious, ended up going to Harry's House by Harry Styles. I can't say I'm surprised. Again, we knew that Harry Styles wasn't going to go home empty-handed, but I wouldn't have been mad if he did. Now, I know this next nomination made a lot of people mad. It was Song of the Year. Now, I would love to hear what you guys think about this. There were tons of artists nominated, but the winner was Bonnie Raitt. Now, I'm not saying she's not popular, but she is definitely not nearly as popular as some of the other artists that were nominated. And me, myself, personally, I have never heard the song just like that. So I was a little confused when it won Best Song. In my mind, usually Best Song would go to a song that everybody knows. You just, you're going to associate that song with the year that it came out. But I'm not saying it shouldn't have won. I just think it was an interesting pick. I would love to hear your thoughts. So tweet at WZIP and let me know, do you agree, disagree? What do you think about that? Moving on to Best Pop Solo Performance. There were lots of nominations, as always, but Easy On Me by Adele ended up taking it home. 
For as long as I can remember, Adele has been incredibly popular. I've always heard her on the radio since I was little, so it does not surprise me one bit that she took this award home. Now let's get into some rap. Best rap performance, best rap song, and best rap album were all swept by Kendrick Lamar. Best rap performance and best rap song won with The Heart Part 5. This is exactly what I predicted back in November when the nominations came out. So I'm not mad about this, very happy about it. Love Kendrick and congratulations on that award. Finally, let's wrap it up with best pop duo or group performance with a song I hear on Z88 all the time. That is Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petra. And that wraps up my Grammy portion of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Like Matt said, please check out our other podcast here at Entertainment Rebooted. And you could also listen to us every Sunday at 1 on 88.1. Thanks for listening.